Welcome, everybody, to another Slab Stocks podcast. I'm Nate, here with Aaron. Let's go. We're going to be covering week two of the NFL season. Uh, Aaron, a lot, of, a lot of big things happened this week, considering there was a ton of just terrible matchups. Well, um, all I know is that the Packers beat the Vikings. Packers beat the Vikings. They looked terrible in the process, but the Vikings looked worse. <laughs> yep, so, specifically Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was terrible. Um, So for this week, I'm thinking, again, we will have a news and notes section, just things that caught my eye uh, during the week and specifically the fantasy week, stuff like that. And then we will get into the uh, three good quarterbacks this week and their prices and three bad quarterbacks this week and their prices and see uh, if we can get anything from it. Oh, yeah. What's shaking up in the NFL? Because a lot is shaking up right now. I feel like it's wild this year how fast stuff is moving. You know, like one week you got Sam Darnold's going for 100. Next week, 60. One week. Let me, let me tell you. The good prices are up. If you had a good game, your prices are up. If you had a bad game, your prices really haven't moved at all. It's a weird thing right now. That is weird. But I, feel, we'll- I feel like it's – it's to the point where so many guys are getting hurt slash unhealthy that it's, if you're playing, your prices will stay the same. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been weird. I, you're looking at, I mean, obviously your Roethlisberger's and your Nick Foles and your Drew Brees's are out. But the quarterback play in general has just been pretty, pretty mediocre at best. Like you're looking at the QBRs all over the place and a lot of, a lot of guys in like the 50s and 40s and stuff, barely any guys in the 80s and 90s or even 70s, um, QBR obviously is out of 100. So just a lot of mediocre quarterback play and then injured quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks coming in or backups coming in. It's an odd year. It, I, think, I think almost what's happening is it's kind of like the this is like in the awkward position to where Breeze and Roethlisberger, we knew we're going to start to decline at some point. Injury is obviously playing a factor in that right now. Brady is playing well, so I guess that isn't really a surprise. But, like, those guys that were always, like, top five, you know, are getting hurt slash aren't top five. And now guys like Dak. Rodgers, who was, again, pretty poor this week. Yeah, he was good in the first quarter. After that, there just wasn't much happening. But it just opens up that gap. For whoever has a good week, it's hard. Like, you can't even say, like, who's going to be that, like, fringe top five guy. It's like whoever's going to have a good week is really what it is yep. at this point. So, like, right yeah, now, you could say Dak and Lamar Jackson are in the top three of the MVP race with Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, like, our top four quarterbacks are Brady, Mahomes, Dak, and Jackson. Yeah. So, it's called that one. That, it's just, it just feels odd. It just feels odd. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's get into news and notes. Uh, I saw this this week, Kyle, Kyler Murray, first QB to have his very first two starts go for 300 plus yards or more passing. Well, people are worried about his, more is the same thing. People worried about his size. Do you think that matters? I mean, two weeks, 300 yards in a row. Yeah, no, I, I was never worried about it. Yeah. See, I, I love Kyler. Uh, also, Christian Kirk, my boy Christian Kirk, who I specifically traded for in my fantasy team, had a great week. 
Like six yep. receptions, 117 yards. So that's nice to see. I have him on my team too. Speaking of getting a ton of receptions, Mark Andrews looks like he's not going to slow down. Eight receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown. That's back-to-back weeks where Lamar Jackson has got him the ball and got him the ball often. Uh, pretty excited about him. Looks like he is on pace to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah, we had someone – you mean tight end. Uh, number one tight end in fantasy. We had someone ask a question in our Instagram live yesterday if uh, they should invest in Mark Andrews. Is almost the thing like, you know, great player, don't know about with the tight end position, like many of the wide receivers and running backs. Even if they see a small price spike, you better be in your seat ready to sell. Otherwise, a week or two goes by and you are not going to see any profit in the long term. It just doesn't play out. Yeah. And I, I like Mark Andrews. The Dolphins and Cardinals are not good teams. Uh, we'll see what happens with Lamar and Mark when they play a Browns team or something like that. Or the Chiefs this team. Chiefs this week. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see after the Chiefs. But yeah. the Chiefs always gave up a ton of points. Yeah, ten last week to the Raiders, but I mean it's the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing I saw Deshaun Jackson. You know, he had his he had his revenge game the week before. And then, or his coming home game the week before, and then this week he got zero catches for zero yards and zero touchdowns. Right. Uh, just kind of, kind of a rough, a rough draw for anybody that was like, "Oh man, Deshaun Jackson is going to be the guy this week to just get nothing." Um, a lot of that has to stem from uh, Carson Wentz, who we'll talk about later. So just thought that was an interesting note. Um, Another interesting thing on the wide receiver side I saw, it was Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs this week, not Sammy Watkins. That was the go-to guy. Uh, Many of you remember Sammy Watkins having 198 yards last week and three touchdowns. And and fitting, fitting the week that I play Sammy Watkins, he does nothing. Well, he got like 40 40 yards and like four catches or something like that. Bro. He got Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson, six catches for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, so he basically took his place. Well, I just think I don't. I don't think it's going to be like back in the day when you couldn't trust the Packers wide receiver all you, that much. You're saying it's who's ha- who has the hot hand. Is yeah, like one week it might be Randall Cobb, the next week it might be Jordy Nelson, the next week it might be James Jones, next week it might be Greg Jennings, but you never yeah. really knew. Exactly. Uh, and with how good Patrick Mahomes is, he's not going to need a four-speed to stop wide receivers all the time. I think it's just going to be, if you're open a ton, you're going to get the ball. Right. And so that's exactly. what happened with the Marcus Robinson. And, and Mahomes is so good that whoever's open will get the ball. <laughs> yep. Um. Another wide receiver that had a pleasantly uh, good game this week was John Ross. Yet again, he had a good game last week. He had four receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown this week. That marks two straight good games for him after having dealt with injuries the first couple of years. Also, uh, just, just a nice thing to see. Also, related to the Bengals, I drafted Tyler Boyd because I was excited with A.J. Green out. He had 10 catches for 122 yards this week. Ooh. Nice. nice nice line. No touchdown, but still a nice PPR line. That uh that Bengals wide receiving core is suddenly looking pretty nice. And then AJ Green comes if only the back. Rest of the, if only the rest of their team was well, yeah, obviously. 
Yeah. That's what I was referring to. I'm not referring to Tyler Boyd and John Ross by themselves. That's gotcha. fine. It's, it's no. But if you have AJ Green at the top and then those two guys underneath. Oh, yeah. Then you're looking nice. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the team is bad. Getting blown out by the 49ers. Yeah. I, it was funny. Someone messaged me on Instagram. and was like, hey, whose defense should I play this week? Whatever it was. And then the Bengals. And I was like, oh, you know, 49ers offense didn't look good the first week. Might as well play the Bengals. I don't know if they did it, but if they did, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Um, on to the running back side. Dalvin Cook, much to my chagrin, killed it against the Packers this weekend, 154 yards and a touchdown, 37 receiving yards. He averaged like 7.7 yards a carry. Including a huge touchdown of 75 yards. 75-yard touchdown. And then after averaging all those yards per carry, they were marching down the field. And Kirk Cousins decided to throw the ball, yes, which so is dumb. like his worst trait. <laughs> he his threw the ball right to Kevin King. You you could argue his best trait is that he's actually able to play with them on quarterbacks that are getting hurt now. That's true. At least he's healthy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, this weekend I was like, oh man, you should. Uh, they should have just kept, you know, kept Teddy Bridgewater for circumstance, pay him to be a backup for circumstances like this, and then just bench Kirk Cousins but then Teddy Bridgewater came into the Saints game and played really poorly too so imagine imagine benching a quarterback that you guaranteed the most money at the time in NFL history too yeah oh I also saw something today where the penalty for not starting a game as a quarterback versus starting it is you play about 10 percent worse I don't get what you're saying here so so, like, if you start the game oh. compared to coming into the game because due to an injury ahead of you, right. you're expected to play, like, 10% better if you start compared to if you come in in the middle, oh. which is the exact same number, apparently, as the expected outcome for a pinch hitter. You're expected to do 10% worse than you do if you were just getting regular at-bats. I want to know what, like, a sub into, like, a high-leverage scenario in a basketball game is like. See, but that's interesting in basketball because, you know, fatigue plays a big part in it, so I don't know. I mean, as yeah. any sport, but not as much in baseball. Yeah. Um, so there's just that. And then uh, had to throw a little Packer love in here. Aaron Jones, 116 yards and a touchdown, 34 yards receiving, uh, 150 total yards on the day. Very nice game from him. I nice love to that. See the Packers, nice to see the Packers use him after Mike McCarthy was like – adamant that he would not use Aaron Jones last year and use Jamal Williams all the time. Well, and Jamal Williams did nothing. <laughs> made no sense. Uh, Jamal, oh, last year, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, Jamal Williams uh, had a touchdown this week. Right, right. I was saying last year. Yep. And then uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Mason Rudolph, who is now the starting quarterback for the Steelers, because Big Ben is out for the entire year with an elbow injury. Not and only he, that. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say – Stats, he went 12 for 19 with 112 yards, uh, two touchdowns, a pick, and a 56 QBR. And that, that led to – Terrible. A, talking oh. over Nate. Yeah. That led to a 249% increase in price. That's from a month ago. So, it I'll take, actually – take that. It's even from the – before he was named the starter or enter into the game, whatever you want to say. 249% increase. Frankenstein cards that own like a million Mason or Mason Rudolphs. Yes, dude. He messaged me on Instagram today 
showed me his stash. I'm not going to declare what he or say what he told me because it's a private message, but I will say this. He was able to sell a, a good amount, make money, and keep a National Treasures patch auto, the rookie, the true one, a Prism Silver rookie auto, a Prism Neon rookie auto, the neon green, a Contenders yep. auto numbered out 49, and a red foil Contenders 9.5 auto that is mm-hmm. a short print that the PSA Love those red foil. PSA 10 sold for $2,000 and he got to keep, he got to keep his top five cards and the others made up for like all that. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing his big collection at the national. I was like, wow, you were sitting on a pile. Big Ben gets injured. You're probably doing well. He didn't have to wait long. No, not at all. So, and then uh, I just want to give a couple shout outs. Number one to Raheem Mostert, Mostert. I don't know how to say his name. He was on the waiver wire this week on my fantasy team, and I forgot to play a running back. My one running back is out, Melvin Gordon. I didn't get to draft my team for any of you guys who are listening. I missed the draft, so it drafted wow. for me, and it's the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. Nice. So Melvin Gordon was out. Peyton Barber had already played, so I didn't get to play him, and Darius Geis is on the IR. I didn't have a fifth running back. So I picked up Raheem Morstert. And he went for 83 rushing yards, 68 receiving yards, and a touchdown. It was beautiful. Got me 23 points. Crazy. So, shout out to him. Uh, very excited to have him on my team because it looks like he might get used more often going forward. And then, shout out to Vic, Vic Fangio, who went for two. They scored a touchdown with like 30-some seconds left in the game. They were down by one. And instead of kicking the extra point, they went for two. Yeah, that got was called awesome. for a delay of game. Got it moved back. Kicked the extra point. The Bears got called offsides. Got it moved back up to the two yard line. Went for two. Got it. Went up by one. Ultimately, they lost because of a terrible pass interference call and then a big pass down the middle of the field. You mean terrible? Allen, roughing the passer call. Roughing the passer call. Yeah, sorry. And then. Uh, Allen Robinson got down with a second left. They got a timeout in somehow. And they made a 53-yard field goal. The Bears rookie kicker, uh, Pinheiro. So, yeah, I was, I was very much so expecting him to miss that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't because uh, I'm pretty sure if you'd have missed that, I think the Bears fans would have run him out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So, But shout out to Vic Fangio for going for two. Yeah, for sure. I like that. It's like I going did- for fourth down. Uh, it's like the Packers did and then missing it. See, that's like something you'd see if it was like an unranked team against like a top five team in college football. Yep. Just but taking your chances. It's it nice to see the NFL. Um, all right. So that's our news and notes. Uh, should we move on to the main portion of our podcast? For sure. The, for sure. The good, the bad, and the very bad. Ugly. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The yeah. ugly being Kirk Cousins. <laughs> So uh, we'll start with the good section. For any of you that listened to last week's podcast, you are already going to know who's going to be number one on this week's podcast because he just does not slow down. He is unstoppable. He is a running back playing wide receiver. I mean, a running back slash wide receiver playing quarterback. Oh, don't yet here he is. Give me that. Don't give me that. Dude, that's what everyone said. Oh, he should go out for wide receiver. Oh, he should be a running back. I thought you were being serious right now. No, 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 no. All right. 
24 for 37, 272 yards, two touchdowns, 16 carries, 120 yards, 89.9 QBR. Of course, I am talking about Lamar Jackson. Just an absolute dominant week yet again. The first player ever to throw for over 250 yards and rush for over 120 yards, which we discussed in our Instagram live, <laughs> was a ridiculous stat. But he still is the first one to do it, so we'll throw still, it in here. Still notable. Yep. Almost had a 90 QBR, which is nice. I, I, I didn't put their passer ratings in this week. Maybe I should have because I've forgotten it already. But, I mean, didn't rush the ball at all last week. Runs for 120 yards this week. Throws for 272. Throws for two touchdowns. Beautiful week. Um, I uh, don't get to see any Ravens games. You know, when you're – and, Aaron, you probably don't either. When you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, you're kind of stuck with whatever they give you locally. Well, my my roommate got the red zone, so we saw – we. I mean, we didn't watch the full game, but, you know, see some, some glimpse here and there. Oh, nice. I'm jealous. <laughs> so, Lamar Jackson is our number one, and his prices – September 16th, and this is his base prism price, and it's his last one, his last one sold September 16th with shipping, went for $20. Uh, the day before the game, September 14th, the game was on September 15th, Sunday. Uh, on September 14th, went for $14 with shipping. So nice little, uh, what, 25% increase yep. there, a little bit over 25%. Yep, and uh, one of his PSA 10s actually got bought for 130 bucks. Now, there we go. I, I don't expect an auction to end like today or tomorrow for that, but someone was willing to pay $130 after they saw him play on Sunday. Yeah, so that is, that is a nice little boost from Lamar Jackson. It'll be interesting well, to see where he goes moving forward because these are two terrible teams he's played. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I also think that they clearly have a good game plan for him. Uh, John Harbaugh does. He's getting the most out of him. And I think with these easy wins, it's just going to grow his confidence and we'll see what happens. But I am, I for one, am very excited. Oh, yeah. I'm excited too. He's, it's it's going to be fun to watch. All right. So Lamar Jackson was number one. Number two was the old catch up loving man himself, Patrick Mahomes. He went 30 for 43, 443 yards, four touchdowns, and a 95.6 QBR. What's crazy about Mahomes this week, Aaron, I don't know if you saw this, but he started out so poorly and then I, threw like th- three touchdowns in the second quarter. I I saw that the Chiefs were losing at the end of the first quarter, and I also heard they was the second quarterback ever to throw for over 250 yards in one quarter, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't. Maybe it was 250 with if there were sacks and stuff, but overall yards in the quarter, the Chiefs had 248 in the second quarter. Mm. The um, the Raiders had 40. That's ridiculous. 208 more yards total in just one quarter, which is insane. So Patrick Mahomes, obviously another good week. We talked about Demarcus Robinson earlier and how he reaped the benefits of that good week. Um, LaShawn McCoy, on the other hand, did not. I saw he had like 11 rushes for like 2.7 yards of carry oh, or something yeah. like that. He was brutal this week. Pretty bad week. So, um, as for prices, I got I got to throw something in here. I see yes. I, I see on your sheet that it says one one outlier at 132. Yep. Um, I will say 
that that card was relisted for $160 with a condition error uh, or a condition marketing. So that was a damaged card that sold for that. So that okay. is, it's not live for a reason, but I'll let you go ahead and uh, give, give the prices for the rest of it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look too carefully into it. I was running out of time for these notes here. So I was just like one odd price of 132. That makes sense. Yeah. You want to see a big boost. You know, we had, we had a big boost for Lamar Jackson, maybe not in total dollar wise, but in percentage, we had another big boost in percentage and total dollar wise with Patrick Mahomes on September 13th, uh, two days before his game his base prism, uh, non-auto, non-graded, just base prism, 180 bucks. On September 16th, the last one to sell after the day after the game, $235. Big time. That is, that is a big time boost. There's also one list on eBay right now. It's a PSA 9, so not a raw, but it's listed for 210 or best offer that we sent out in our eBay newsletter today. And no one's bought it yet, so if you want to, go snatch it up. That's $22 below the most recent um, raw completed sale. Or you could yeah. offer on and try to get for around 200 Save like 30 bucks. And in my experience, PSA 9s are always like 5 10 bucks more than a base anyways. Yeah, because you, you get it graded, and you got to pay for the grading and the wait time. So, I mean, I'd rather have something encased anyways. And, you well, know. Can you re- can you really reasonably expect a card that gets graded at a very high rate to be a ten? Still, yeah, no. There's so many of them that you're not all going to get tens. Exactly. I just I just find it you know it's weird how like that card hasn't been bought. Considering you you know I look at the prices every single day of all of these football cards. Yeah. And almost every single day, anytime a PSA nine sells, it's PSA ten is astronomical. Right. And then PSA nine is always generally like five to 10 to $15 more expensive than the non-graded version of the card. Mm-hmm. Not the same for baseball where it's usually always the exact same price, but yeah. in football, it's always a little bit more expensive. Right. So the fact that the PSA nine is going for well, it's available. $10 right now available at two times. That's a, that's a 30 some dollars steal right there. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it as a deal and a quick plug here. If you are not aware uh, daily, we send out a, Slab stocks picks for eBay auctions ending uh, for that day. There's a free trial available for seven days on slabstocks.com. And around every other day, we send out some steals that we find on eBay. So if you're looking to get some deals to invest here or there and some football quarterbacks or some basketball players or a few baseball players right now, but more in the off season, uh, go to slabstocks.com. It's right in the main menu at the top and eBay newsletter. Sign up to receive it today or tomorrow. You could say Slab Stocks Week 2 NFL Podcast powered by Slab Stocks eBay email. Exactly. Promoting our own podcast. Yeah. Paid sponsorship. Did you pay me for that sponsorship? No, but I expect some payment from you today. Yeah. Uh, All right. So moving on from old Patty Mahomes. Number three, who I'm pretty sure was number three last week. Yet again, with another good week, pay the man, Dak Prescott. Pay him. Pay him. Jerry Jones, every second you wait here, not paying him, you're costing yourself more and more money. I mean, obviously the guys... Just like the Packers, Packers are costing themselves by not paying Kenny Clark. Yep. Every single week he dominates in an NFL game. And for both of them, 
they obviously both want to play well and get a new contract and they are doing so. So owners and GMs, whatever, let's, uh, let's pay up. Pay the man, Jerry, pay the man. So he, Dak went 26 for 30, four missed passes on the entire day, 269 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, a 94.6 QBR. Pretty, pretty, pretty good yet again. Yet oh, yeah. again. And this week, Zeke Zeke even got into the action. I think he had like 111 yards on the touchdown, something like that. He did. And this, I want to throw something out here really quick. For the game against the Dolphins, the Cowboys play them this week. Zeke Elliott is projected. Wait, the Dolphins? Oh, they played them this week. Okay, I get this you. This week. I thought you were referring to last week. Okay, that makes sense. No, 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 no. Um, I was going to say that Zeke Elliott is projected around 30 points in one of my leagues. Granted, you do get a a couple extra points for touchdowns, I think, that you normally do in a standard league. But still, that's quite a bit of points. Yeah, and the Dolphins are just getting worse. Obviously, no Minka Fitzpatrick now, so. Yeah, every week. And And Kenyon Drake is on the trade block now, too. Is he? Standard PPR, Zeke is projected 24 points. That's a lot to get projected. That's a lot. And Dak is 28. Love to have Dak on my dynasty team. Would have hated to have traded Kyle Rudolph for him, that's for sure. Well, at least I have Russell Wilson to Sean Watson. Not the biggest deal. True. Um, So, Dak, great, great week. His prices reflect that. On September 13th, which, again, was two days before – his game on Sunday, his base prisms were going for 21 bucks. On September 16th, his base prisms, his last one sold for 38 bucks. I believe that was with shipping added in. All these should be have shipping added in. Mm-hmm. Um, except for maybe the Mahomes. It's probably so high already, I just rounded to a even number. Yeah, and that was a big of a deal. Yeah. Most of these will be rounded. Like it might be like $20 and 35 cents i rounded down to 20 or whatever so don't take these as oh 38 dollars exactly but it was th- around 38 bucks um which is a 17 dollar increase over th- in, th- in three days three days you buy a bunch of dac you're sitting pretty on a three-day flip that's insane that is insane, insane. that's how quick this football market moves it's it's insane yeah i that's why I, I'm, I'm not a big you know you know me i'm not a big football guy if I ever invest in anything, it's always baseball and basketball because football is just it's so up and down constantly. It's a roller coaster. If you were to in the past. What? I was saying if you were to invest in the past, it would be baseball and basketball. I'm just saying. Oh, well, yeah, I don't invest anymore. Yeah, I was just saying. But, though I do buy an, a random pack from Walmart every once in a while. Oh, just I mean, to you have to. Cure my urge of ripping something. Right. Um, and then on the bad side, and just a quick, quick little throw in here. I have Russ written down. I don't have any prices because there was literally like no price movement on his cards at all. But just for a little uh, shout out for a good week, Russ twenty nine for thirty five, three hundred yards, three touchdowns, uh, seventy four point six QBR, and I think he had like thirty rushing yards in there too, or something like that, twenty some rushing yards. Um, so another good week by Russell. Uh. As somebody that doesn't like the Seahawks, hate to see it. 
as somebody that can somewhat admire the Wisconsin Badgers football team, don't mind to see it. So, <laughs> I I I was not exactly sure what you're gonna say once you said the Wisconsin football team. Yeah. So shout out Russ for a good week. Oh yeah, and no, me, and no a good week and no price movement on your cards. Love me some Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um. So on to the bad section. Who we got? Numero, numero uno. This breaks my heart. Oh, don't even say it. Don't even but say I had, it. I had to put him down because uh, it truly was a bad week, even though the ending ended up being better than people expected. Carson Wentz. Yeah, the first half was so bad. Like, the first half Carson was just, Wentz. It was so bad. Now, now Carson Wentz's week was better than the other two guys behind him by a lot. But the expectations but, are so much higher. But the expectations are so much higher, so I put him number one. <sighs> He was 25 for 43, 231 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and a 45 QBR. Obviously, he was absolutely terrible in the first half. Gets injured. Everyone's like, okay, well, you know, injury, you know, whatever. That might be a factor in why he's playing poorly or anything like that. And then he comes in. And he kills it in the second half. I mean, did you see that one pass he had where he's almost knocked down to his knees? I did. The I, pass? I did, man. It looked very similar to uh to a little Brett Favre action out there, maybe. Yeah. So Carson Wentz, terrible, terrible first half. Good second half wasn't enough to erase the fact that he was really, really bad in the in the first half and cost his team the game. If he played like it, his normal self, they would have won that game easy. Oh, for sure. They would dominate it. They didn't do a single thing in the first half. Um, yeah, Carson. So his price jump, though, is kind of weird. On September 8th, which was the last base prism I could find before the game, don't ask me why, 31 bucks with shipping. On September 16th, the day after the game, $32. Had a poor game, and yet his price is basically the same. Went up by a dollar. It's probably the difference in shipping costs there. Right. Um, can't remember it total. So basically, essentially the same price. Uh, so no movement there, um, despite a poor game. Maybe that has to do with the fact that he played well last week and then had a good second half to kind of uh, put the first half out of people's minds. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, pretty poor game. Pretty disappointing. Uh, dude, I, I was very disappointed watching this week, but I mean, at least he did some things towards the second half to, you know, forget a little bit about the first half. Yep. Always, it, like they say, it doesn't matter how you start. It's how you end that people remember. Exactly. Or you can have a terrible movie. You can have a terrible movie all the way through. If it has a great ending, People will suffer through that entire movie to watch that ending again. True. So true. Not that they won, but but it never matters how you start. I have a really good analogy to this. So Let's hear it. remember when you were talking up uh, Dak Prescott in our preseason NFL podcast, and you were saying that if he gets re-signed, it's a good good purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that that was after you talked about Trubisky when you said Trubisky 
was your hot take of the century because once again he lands in our bad performance of the week yes 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 hot take it was a hot take it was a very poor hot take but it was one of those things where i was like i don't know he's so much cheaper than everyone else maybe he can uh right you can you know figure it out year three guess what if only hey if only we were famous then we would appear on freezing cold takes that's true that's true Mitchell Trubisky. I'm comfortable saying Mitchell Trubisky is never going to be a good NFL quarterback. I, I am too. <laughs> yeah. That dude is bad. 16 for 27, 120 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 29.9 QBR. Dude, how? Dude is bad. How are his base or his prison rookies not like two dollars? That's a good question. Chicago market probably. Yeah, I guess people so. Holding out hope. You know yeah. how excited people were last year about Mitch Trubisky? They're like, "Oh, Trubisky, pretty good." Yeah, because they won pretty the division. Good. Oh, you know the same thing happened to Trubisky. Same thing happened to Sam Darnold. You get these large fan bases that work it into their mind that somehow their quarterback is just a step away, and they're actually pretty good. But they really, really trash. aren't. And then they talk them up so that people start believing them because they hear it everywhere, even though none of it's true. You say something enough, it becomes true somehow. And that is what happened with Mitchell Trubisky. And that is what happened with Sam Darnold. People mm-hmm. should have been doing it with like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. But yep. instead they did it with these two guys. And they're both terrible. Well, Sam Darnold, I can't say is terrible. But he has mono and might not play the rest of the year. So also, speaking of the Jets, uh, Trevor Simeon, ankle oh, out for the year. Nasty break. Yeah. Nasty so. break. Um, Mitchell Jabuski is terrible. His price is September 12th, $19. His price is September 16th, $18. Again, that's probably just the pr- uh, price difference in shipping. So pretty much the same there. Somehow his prices haven't moved, despite the fact that he is – one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, I, do you know what's going what's gonna to happen? It's going to be like halfway through the season, and it's just going to be this one moment where the bottom just drops out. I, I think it's not going to be a gradual thing. It's or, just going to be this, like – Or this one moment where he has an actual good game, and then people all of a sudden are like, oh, my goodness, Mitchell Trubisky finally figured it out. Yeah. And then he sucks again. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but moving on, because we're taking a bit of time here. Uh, Josh Rosen for number three. Obviously, Josh Rosen came in after Ryan Fitzpatrick was terrible. Ryan Fitzpatrick had like a 3.1 QBR. <laughs> is nearly impossible. Was so bad. So Josh Rosen comes into the game, and he was better. <laughs> By 1.7 QBR. Had 4.8 QBR in the game. That's so I bad. Teddy, I saw Teddy B's 10, and I thought 10 was bad. And then I ran into this game. And, ooh. Josh Rosen, 7 for 18, 97 yards, a pick, a 4.8 QBR. That is bad. Now, I will give Josh Rosen benefit of the doubt that I won't give Mitchell Trubisky 
because at least Mitchell Trubisky has decent wide receivers on his team. And a good team in general to keep and him off the field. And good running backs. And an all right offensive line. Josh Rosen has nothing. Yeah. At all. Except for Kenyon Drake, who's now on the trade block. Yeah. And like that Parker guy, who Devontae Parker, who hasn't mm-hmm. been good like ever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Kenny Stills is gone. Travis Landry is gone. It's bad. Maybe they should bring back JJ. Uh, and then Josh Rosen, we don't really have much to say about him. He was bad, and his prices are – they were – before his game, they were $0.99 cents for a base prism plus shipping. You know, the prices will uh, adjust based on how much the shipping costs, $3.99, $3.50, $2.99, whatever it is. 99 cents and uh after the game they were still 99 cents plus whatever the shipping costs so josh rosen very meh worth about zero yep wouldn't buy him who i would buy though and i told a good buddy of mine he's like should i buy some uh jimmy garoppolo or whatever and i said really you know what i do i just take that or is i think it was baker he's like should i buy like some baker for 25 bucks a piece and i was like what i do just go buy josh challenge for like five bucks just buy like five Josh Allens and see what happens. Much better option than buying one Baker for 25. And uh, you know who had a good week this week? Josh in Allen. Our bo- in our bonus, good good player of the week, Josh Allen. 19 for 30, 253 yards and a touchdown, a 71.2 QBR. He also added seven rushes for 21 yards and a touchdown. So uh, I know it was against the Giants, but nice little uh, – he had like a, what is it, 19 for 30, like a 62 uh, completion percentage, 63% completion percentage, something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so, solid week from Josh Allen. Nice to see. I was looking at his uh, his base prisms with shipping were around 10 bucks. So Those are up a little bit then. Yeah, not bad. All right, let's get on his bonus bag because I'm really Ooh. excited about this. This is my most exciting part. And I have... To, before we begin with the bonus bad, when we're done with talking about this guy, I want to talk about the division and the whole as the whole. All right. I have some thoughts. <laughs> so our bonus bad, you probably already know who it is if you've watched him throw a football around against you, any winning team in the last like five years. Or if you heard Nate before we started the podcast. <laughs> or if you heard me before we started the podcast, you already know that this man cannot beat the team over 500. He feasts against poor teams. People think he think he people think he is good because he put up fantasy stats because he was always chucking the ball around because his team was bad he's playing bad teams you get stats when you're as a fantasy QB when you're throwing the ball a ton it just happens it doesn't mean you're good well unless you're the Vikings and you thought Kirk Cousins was good a lot of people didn't a lot of people said dude this dude's bad before he was signed and then they gave him that giant contract that had the entire thing guaranteed and now we're one year and two games in and i gotta imagine the vikings are really regretting that oh yeah cousins was so so bad 14 for 32 230 yards one touchdown mind you jay alexander went for the interception and apparently lost in the sun instead of trying to bat it down if he'd batted down, he'd have zero touchdowns because that was on a third and 13. Two picks. And for as bad as Josh Rosen's QBR was, 
Kirk Cousins, who's been in the league a long time, was somehow worse at a 4.0 QBR. I have a bonus stat. A bonus stat here. Kirk Cousins had a lower pro football focus grade on Sunday than any game Christian Ponder ever played. Christian Ponder was trash, and his lowest grade was 29.6, and Kirk Cousins put up a 25.3. Yep. Kirk Cousins is bad at football. We already knew that. Case Keenum led the Vikings to the playoffs. Kirk Cousins came in and led them to nothing. And now he's going to lead them to nothing again because he is a bad QB. Bring back Teddy Bridgewater. But that brings me to the NFC North as a whole. And, you know, the Packers won against uh, the Vikings and the Bears week one and week two. The thing that worries me is that both Mitchell Trubisky and Kirk Cousins are incompetent quarterbacks. Do you say that worries you? Two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And we won by a combined 12 points. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But we I'm got time. Sure. No, 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 no. I know their defenses are good. I get that. And I know the Packers looked really good through the first couple drives which were probably their scripted plays because every team goes into the game with scripted 20, 30 plays, whatever the number is. And usually teams look really good, and then they have to adjust from there. And once we had to adjust, we looked really, really bad. Our defense looked good. They held for most of the game. But again, I don't know how much I can get. The defense, the culture seems to have changed. I will say that. Mm -hmm. We look more athletic. We look more fired up. The, the guys are celebrating together. They're getting after it together. It's cool to see the the interception celebration after Preston Smith intercepted it's a touch or intercepted that pass midfield and they all ran down to the other end imposing it imposing the end zone the entire defense pretty cool That's, to see because you wouldn't have seen that in years past I saw it. that was awesome but you really can't get anything from this defense if Mitch Jabuski and Kirk Cousins are the QBs I get now it. maybe maybe they just looked really bad because you know Denver usually has a good defense. So maybe Mitch Trubisky looked really bad because he went up against two really good defenses. Likewise, the Vikings looked good in week one and they looked really bad against us. So maybe our defense is really good. Right. But I'm willing to bet that really they're just two incompetent quarterbacks and that the NFC North as a whole is probably just really, really weak. I can see that. That's where I'm at. Well, hopefully the Packers can come out of the weak division just so we can make it to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my dream. Obviously, the Bucs are in a really good spot to make the playoffs. Obviously. The Packers are now in a really good spot to make, make the playoffs because, I mean, I know it's only two games, but two games against our division opponents. Yeah. And we're already 2-0. That's huge. Two, our two strongest division opponents. So that's big. And then the Brewers are one game out of the wild card, super close to the Cardinals for the division, super close to the Nationals for the second wild card spot. The Cubs and the Cardinals play each other seven times. The Cardinals and the Nationals play each other another two times. We play a bunch of fi under 500 teams. My dream here is that I don't know if this is, can be proven, but I'm pretty sure the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks are going to like make the playoffs in the same year for like the first time. I'd imagine so, considering how bad the Bucks and the Brewers were well, in different different stretches. 
maybe in 2008 or 2011 was one of those years where the Bucks snuck into like the uh, eight seed, eight seed or something. And There's the Packers, chance. but 2008, I don't think the Packers made the playoffs. I don't think, I don't think they did. I think it was like 2009 we were against the Cardinals, so it'd have to be like 2011. Yep. And um, the Brewers that made the playoffs that year, probably. No, they did. Oh, they that's did. I'm using. That's why I'm using. Oh, those I got you. Yeah, I see. Um. So 2011 would depend on if the Bucks snuck in the playoffs that year or not, because sometimes we snuck in in that A seed and like just get destroyed by the Cavaliers. Uh, so I'll have to look that up, but that's my dream. We were ninth in the Eastern Conference that year. All right, so I'm I'm willing to bet it never happened because before that, <laughs> the Bucks were good in the 70s, the Brewers were terrible, and the yeah. Packers were terrible. Uh, the Brewers were good in the 80s, and. The uh, Packers were terrible. We're still terrible. <laughs> um, and then the Packers were good in the 90s and 2000s, and the Bucks would randomly make the playoffs in, like, the 2000s, but the Brewers were terrible. So for the first time in my life, 24, almost 25 years, all three teams are good at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's great. All right. Anyways, we've, uh, we've fallen off the beaten path, but we are done with our week two NFL recap. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to look up the NF week three real quick, uh, just to give a heads up of what we are looking forward to this week. Well, Nate's look it up on my Corvette, on my computer. While Nate's doing that, I'll preview what you guys might be able to listen to tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Bowman Chrome baseball releases and 2019 and Nate will give a quick rundown of the not so great checklist. Well, at least some, some players you can maybe keep your ears out, and aware for not necessarily guys you should be super excited about, but a little preview. Nate will be covering. Yes, sir. All right. So week three of the NFL season, what do we got here? We have Browns Rams Sunday night. Ooh, that exciting. should be a fun game. Um, Chargers Texans at three twenty-five on Sunday. That should be a fun game. Uh, we are robbed of a Seahawks Saints game at 325 because Drew Brees' injury. Yikes. We get Chiefs Ravens. That should be really fun. Jaguars Titans would have shaped up to be an interesting game uh, after the Titans week one victory. And if the Jaguar, and well, it might shape up to be an interesting game. Eh. I'll just say that. <laughs> interesting. Probably not great. Otherwise, you have the Dolphins, Cowboys, which is trash. The Lions, Eagles, which is trash. The Falcons, Colts, which is trash. Jets, Patriots is trash. Raiders, Vikings is trash. Panthers, Cardinals is interesting. I'll give it an interesting. The Panthers look pretty bad. Kyler Murray's fun. Broncos, Packers. Broncos don't look good. Packers haven't really looked good. I will be at Buccaneers, that game. Giant. Nice. Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. I'll be in. I'll be in Green Bay that weekend. Next For weekend, what? but I won't be at. Oh, the wedding. Game. Bachelor party. Oh, uh, nice. Buccaneers Giants, not a good game. 49ers Steelers, not a good game. Bears Redskins, not a good game. A lot of, a lot of bad games to start the year. Well, what, just say what, that. What can you do? At least that Sundays are fun. And 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 then the inter- the potentially interesting games like the Steelers 49ers before the season or the Seahawks Saints. You know, Big Ben's injured. Jimmy Garoppolo's been meh. Drew Brees is injured. So. Tough, tough week, but I'm looking forward to the Browns, Rams, Chargers, Texans. And so am I. The Packers, obviously. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening to us talk for almost an hour probably about 
sports cards and sports as always as always anything for you uh thanks for listening look forward to potentially a video this week right hopefully fingers crossed hopefully I mentioned in the morning market watch to look forward to maybe in a video this week and then just more morning market watches. Yep. For sure. All right, guys, we'll catch you in the next podcast.